You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Tamika Spalding joining us all the way from northwest Tasmania. Welcome, Tamika. Hey, Jason. Now, I just have to confess something. I told a lie in my intro. I said we're coming live from Tasmania. We're not actually coming live from Tasmania. This is uh, recorded just ahead of time. But nevertheless, we will be interacting with you. Text us in any way when we ask you questions and uh, we will respond to you and uh, all our offers still apply. So do interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. So I'm sorry about that lie. I just sometimes uh, things happen out of habit, I guess, don't they, Tamika? <laughs> well, it's live for us right now. So It's live you know, for it's us. Not a, <laughs> for you not and a complete me. lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We are live. Okay. Well, uh, today we're continuing the program Connecting the Dots. This is our Friday program where we hear from a lot of our lay people or different people with their stories and testimonies. And we've had quite a few programs done by Tamika in the past. And uh, just before, I think the last program was actually last week, To Be Encouraged, and we had yeah. some good uh, feedback from that. So thank you for those who texted in. Um, what have you been up to, Tamika, in the f- past uh, few weeks? Tell us about something you've been up to. I think that uh, October's probably been the busiest um, month that I've had. Uh, well, obviously, we're now in November, but... Uh, just before I went interstate, I broke my toe, which was a bit of a pain. Um, just decided to walk into the bookshelf while it was minding its own business and um, broke my toe. And then the very next morning, early on, uh, I went to New South Wales and I went to a conference. It was a Christian writing conference called the Amiga Writers uh, Retreat. It was in uh, Kingscliff. That was amazing so that I could just learn some extra skills on how to improve my writing and how to improve programming for the radio and yeah I learnt heaps and then I went to Queensland and I did some things for a another Christian radio station and learnt a few new things that I didn't know about I've been awesome. to South Australia and I've been to Victoria. Sounds like you've been uh, and everywhere. And then I've come back. <laughs> you've been everywhere. Yeah. All, all along the east and uh, southern part of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Busy but, times, but. Very good. It's good. But you've had fun. That's the main thing. Oh, yes. Thing. Yes. And you've been busy. Now, of course, uh, our last uh, program to be encouraged and all of our previous programs on Connecting the Dots, you can catch up with on our Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. And, of course, you can also download the Faith FM Australia app from your app store. That's on your phone. You can listen anywhere, anytime, listen live or listen to our past episodes, both on the website and also on the app. It's a great way to listen, particularly if your reception is a little bit um, uh, unstable. Sometimes, you know, if you're driving around too as well, that uh, the reception can cut in and cut out. So if you've got a phone with you, you can listen anywhere. So today, um, speaking of listening, Tamika, <laughs> you can listen anywhere. We've got a program, to, you've prepared a program for us today titled When to Listen. So uh, would you like to just give us a bit of an intro into that? 
Yeah, well, today we're going to explore the ideas around how God speaks to us and how we can listen to his voice and why listening to God is important. Um, and, yeah, just some personal stories. I always love to share personal stories of, you know, some times that I've, I've heard from God that um, I felt have been, in hindsight, really uh, important to have listened. Mm. So that's what we're going to be yeah, talking about today. Mm. Well, um, would you like to uh, kick us off with uh, perhaps a Bible verse? I can see you've got a Bible verse here that you've chosen, and then uh, we'll get into our main discussion. Yeah, so from Jeremiah 33, verse 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Mm. And I... I just love this verse. It is. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's so many verses that, that, you know, tell us to call out to God, but this one's telling us to call out and he will answer. I love that. Yeah. I mean, at the time, uh, Jeremiah, um, back in back in the day, uh, which I don't think is too much different to, to, now, to now in a lot of ways, um, it wasn't um, a good time to bear truth. There were a lot of false prophets around and they were pretty common. So people were always making judgments on, you know, who was telling the truth and who was um, was not, you mm. know, who was hearing from God and who was just making up stories. Um, and so I like it that God gave this reassurance that, um, you know, Jeremiah could call on him and, and, and he would answer back. Mm. But he also said that he would tell Jeremiah things that he had not known, which you really can only hear from God in a, a place of surrender. And I think that that really was something that Jeremiah did well. And I think f- today we can, you know, read this verse and have a similar relationship. God still wants to, to answer us and we can still call to him. And in that place of surrender, um, you know, we definitely can hear from him. Mm. So do you think um, most Christians believe that they hear from God? I think the majority would say yes. But I also think that it's a pretty difficult conversation to have uh, with a lot of people. I think a lot of people are quite hesitant to say that they hear from God or that, you know, it's sort of an uncomfortable thing, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, What do you feel? Yeah, and I think, too, sometimes perhaps we're not 100% certain that, you know, that our thoughts or whatever are from God, and I think that's another one. I know for me personally, I believe that I've heard from God through and and had answers to prayer through scripture passages and um, God's given me a particular understanding about the passage, you know, that I've been praying for an answer to something and he's given me this passage and he's given me an understanding that I can apply to my immediate um, circumstance. And sometimes, you know, it is hard to share that with people because they might think, well... You know, who do you think you are? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it can come across, um, you know, a little bit boastful or a little bit self-righteous sometimes mm. or, um, mm. you know, it, yeah, but it it puts us in a pretty vulnerable position. We should not really be like that, though, because ultimately God says that he speaks to us. He says that we need to listen. You know, there's that verse, I think it's is it from Psalm that says, Be still and know that I am God. You know, and we still and we listen. Um, God wants to talk to us, I guess is what I'm saying. Scripture reveals that to us. And I think, too, that we often have this idea that, you know, if you've got your pastor at church, that your pastor is more 
um, holy than you or knows more about the Bible than you or perhaps has a better relationship with God than you. And so, you know, in my my time, you know, a few years ago when I was asking people, have you, you know, do you hear from God? Or mm. when you pray to God, do you hear an answer from God? I would often, whether they had or not, whether they felt that they had or not, they would often say to me, oh, it would be best if you go and talk to the pastor because the pastor probably has a better answer for you. Mm. And I think that this is something that we shouldn't do as Christians either. Um, God you know, tells us to go and, and share our stories, to go and be a witness, mm. to share our own testimonies. Mm. And so we are not less holy or, you know, less capable we are equal or, yeah, that's right, to... Yeah. God so equally not, loves us and equally talks to it's us. It's not saying that we shouldn't go and speak to our pastor. Definitely. But definitely. it shouldn't be the only uh, method that we that we use. So let's just uh, for a couple of minutes talk about, before our break, um, yeah. you know, how, how does God actually speak to us? Yeah, so you covered the first one. Uh, God speaks through his word. Mm. I've got some Bible verses. Um, would you like to read the first one out? Uh, from Psalms? Yeah. It says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And that's Psalm 119, That's a beautiful text. And uh, in First John, sorry, John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Um, and then Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Yeah, I like that one probably the best in for this program because faith, as we've um, mentioned uh, before in some programs, faith is a, a doing word hmm. and um, you should be able to grow that faith. Um, you know, you actually practice and go out and do something we're going to be talking um, about that more next week actually because i'm preparing a program <laughs> on that um what is faith so tune in next week on this program for uh, more about what faith really is hmm. yeah so what about some uh, other other ways so god speaks to us through prayer that's probably a um the most obvious one he speaks to us through his spirit uh he speaks to us through trusted advisors and friends uh, sometimes, you know, we might have a word with somebody and something that they say just really stands out or pops out to us, uh, you know, more than what you would expect. And you know that there's something there that God is, is uh, you know, telling you. Mm. Uh, God speaks to us through past experiences and he speaks to us through our current circumstances, you know, our day-to-day life, the events that happen every day. Um, and, you know, some people hear through thoughts um, and obviously the last one, God speaks to us through visions and dreams. That was often the case in the Bible. Mm. And there yeah. has been there has been uh, more modern-day cases of people receiving visions um, as well. And, uh, of course, uh, in, in our church, that's, that's um, often spoken about because one of our early founders received many visions from God. So... Visions are something that uh, some people receive. Not many, I guess, but many, um, many other people receive messages through other things. I was going to just add in there before we go to our break as well. Um, our our conscience, you know, there's something that's deep inside us. I guess this comes through the Holy Spirit, um, speaks to us at different times to for us to help us know what is right and wrong. So. 
But yeah, we've got a question for you this morning. Have you ever had a time you felt God has spoken to you in some particular way? Share with us your story. We'd love to hear from you. If we can't uh, share it on air today, we can certainly share that next week. And uh, text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is Whisper Gently by Stones of Eden.
listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're speaking with Tamika Spalding, and we're talking about when to listen. And we asked you a question before the break. Have you ever had a time you felt God has spoken to you in some special way? Share with us your story, and uh, we might uh, share it on our program next week. Now, Tamika, we've been talking about some of the ways that God speaks to us through the Bible, through the Holy Spirit, through our thoughts, through our experiences and other things. But I guess the question is, why is it important for us to know um, that God does actually speak to us? What would you say? Yeah, I, I think it's an important question to ask ourselves because if we don't have a clear understanding in our minds on if he speaks to us, then we can't really be in the best position to hear because mm. we're not convinced that he'll talk in the first place. So, And, and I guess it also yeah. changes our perspective on, on God as well. Like some uh, believe that God is in a far distant location and he doesn't really interact with us or have any involvement in our day-to-day life. So it changes our entire picture of God if we if we don't even know that he speaks to us. Yeah, I have a verse here uh, from Revelation 3, verse 20, and it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Mm, it's a beautiful verse, that one. It uh, paints a beautiful picture of of Jesus, you know, coming in to share a meal. What, a, what an amazing thing. And uh, so let's... let's uh, I'd love to hear from you in terms of some of your experiences. Share, share with us some of the times when you've felt that uh, God has spoken to you. Yeah, well, I think that this this actual concept of, of how God and, and if God and um, talks to us has been probably the most challenging um, challenging thing for me as a Christian. And I know a few years ago I really wanted to hear from God and I was talking to God regularly and I was asking him, you know, to talk to me because I had felt that he was talking to me and I wanted to, to you know, keep praying to see if it was actually God or if it was my own thoughts or if it was something else. And and so, yeah, a few years ago I did ask. I asked friends, I asked pastors, I asked everyone that I could, does God speak to you? How does God speak to you? And, you know, shared some of my, my uh, experiences, which were really just... Um, you know your conscience or some thoughts in my mind and there was one person who said to me don't listen don't listen it you know it's probably not from God and that terrified me I it put me in this position where I thought you know it's safer not to do anything don't Mm. don't talk about it don't react don't listen but ironically I still kept asking God to talk to me and I remember there was a time just yeah a few years ago where we were actually uh, renovating our house and we had to move out of our house and we were in a in another house for uh, about six weeks and while I was in that that house the the water was um, in the bathroom would be boiling hot to have a shower boiling hot and then you know, freezing cold, and it just went from boiling hot, freezing cold, boiling hot, freezing cold, and you know, I had morning after morning of this. And while I was, you know, in the shower one morning, I had this thought because th- this friend had said to me, "Anything that you think you feel is from God because you felt it; it's not of God." And so I was in the shower, and I just had this thought one one morning 
that I was continuously changing the the temperature between the hot and the cold. Um, I thought well, the reason I am changing the hot and the cold is because I feel it's hot and it's burning me, and then I feel that I'm freezing. Mm. And it wasn't a sin to feel that. Mm. And as I, um, you know, was sort of thinking about that, I was talking to God and asking God about, you know, is it okay to, um, you know, feel that I've heard from you? Mm. And I was shampooing my hair, and a piece of hair fell across my face. And without even a second thought, I brushed it across, you know, back and put it behind my ear. And this thought came to me, why did you move your hair? And I, th- I thought, well, because I didn't want shampoo in my eyes, it would hurt my eyes. And, you know, there's no mirror in the... Well, there's no mirror in my um, shower. <laughs> and so um, there's this next thought was... But how did you know the hair was on your face? And my response was because I felt it. Mm. And it just hit me that just because we we feel things doesn't mean that it's, you know, this experience where we've lost our mind. Mm. We're actually just using common sense. And in that moment, I was using common sense to prevent my eyes from being hurt from, you know, stinging from a shampoo. So, I think, you know, that, I think that ba- was probably quite... <laughs> A big moment for me, even though it's such a simple story. Yeah. I think, um, you know, some uh, rely entirely on their felt experience, I guess. And sometimes our feelings can be um, uh, not trustworthy. (laughs) You know, we don't, they don't always tell us, um, you know, the truth. I guess our feelings can be deceiving sometimes. But, but, uh, but you're presenting the other aspect of this is that, Sometimes our feelings are right, and the reality for me is that if our feelings are in alignment with what the the scriptures teach us, of what the Word of God teaches us, then chances are it's from God. You know that. So there's nothing wrong with our feelings. God made us to have feelings, yeah. um, but we just shouldn't rely on them alone. You know, it shouldn't be just our feelings. We we that, that they need to be able to be backed up by um, the Word of God as well. That's right, exactly right. comes always back to common sense, a continuous conversation with God mm. and a, a place of surrender in, in listening. So there are, you know, a whole a whole bunch of things. But at the same time, if you're overthinking it and you don't listen at all, well, you know, you're not going to have the benefits of a relationship with God well, either. You're so. going gonna to cut him off and that's not, yeah. that's not what he wants. He wants to have a relationship with us. So have you had a time specifically, I mean, this understanding that you've come to, you know, through this experience that you've just shared, that, um, you know, our feelings do matter and uh, and sometimes our feelings actually do tell us important things. Um, yeah, well, I had um, a series of stories that I'm going to share today. The, f- the first one that happened not long after this shower experience, actually, and I, I think in hindsight this is why I, God really pointed this out to me. He was really teaching me to hear him um, because I was driving in Latrobe down the main street. Um, I was on the you know the left side as we <laughs> drive down that main street, and I was going to park in a car park where um, it was. I had to actually cross um, cross the the oncoming traffic to get into this car car park space mm. and so i had my indicator on you know i was at a stop um had my indicator on i looked and thought yep there's nothing there you know i wasn't even thinking about um you know god or anything at that moment you know you just got the indicator on and you're turning to go in and i just had this thought stop 
and it was so foreign to me that I thought like it captured my attention immediately and I thought why why do I need to stop so I looked around and this is you know in a few seconds there was no good reason why I should stop Mm. excuse me and so I ignored it because I you know I I couldn't see reason and so I you know continued to to go anyway and I had this next thought stop which was a little bit more um, prominent and it reminded me of this time that you know when I was learning to drive and the guy that was sitting next to me teaching me how to drive would actually physically put the brake on um, you know when he was teaching me things and he had control over the car as well as I did and so you know this this moment where I thought oh I've come to a stop and I I hadn't completely put my own foot down on the brake and um, that was quite surprising to me and within a matter of you know seconds there was a car that was parked um, on the other side of the road without an indicator had just come out and there was a lady who was just near the car who had walked basically across where I was going to drive and if I had gone I would have hit the car or hit the lady or hit both Mm. but without me actually stopping um, and listening um, yeah I just it 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 stunned me. That's that's all I could say. Mm. It stunned mm. me, uh, yeah. and and yeah. so you know that was probably one of the first moments where I felt God had really taught me to listen. Mm. It's amazing, you know, sometimes how um, God does speak to us. That I, I I'm not going to share any specific examples, but this happens regularly in my life where, for some reason, I'm going somewhere and. I just feel prompted to, you know, there's something strong in my thoughts that says, okay, I need to do this today or I need to take that. Um, Sometimes it's been to do with our radio program or whatever it is. And then later in the day, it's revealed that I needed that particular thing. You know, I needed it with me. I There was no logical reason why I, I would have thought that earlier on in the day. There wasn't anything to know that was going to happen, but... You know, it's, it, it does happen to me. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, take a p- particular piece of equipment with you today or, you know, give this person a phone call or whatever it is. And in in due course, um, the reason is, is revealed as to why you had that thought. And I'm sure mm. that's the Holy Spirit um, talking to us through our, through our mind and our thoughts. Mm. We've got uh, our listener question. If you haven't texted in, have you ever had a time... Uh, that you felt God spoke to you in some particular way, share us your share with us your story. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And our book offer coming up later in the program is Steps to Personal Revival: Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. That's by Helmut Halbiel. This is Seek First by Carly Fletcher. It's another brand new day And there's so much to do My head hurts I reach for my phone And I see a pile of dirty clothes My schedule starts to fill With the plans I will do for this day But God stills my voice, He calls Won't you stop a while and spend time 
time with me. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So much to do, my head hurts. But I need you, Jesus Christ, to come and fill my life with joy and meaning. All those other things can wait as I lay all my plans at your feet. For this time I spend with you. Gives me strength to make it through what I face. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness. God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And today we are speaking with Tamika Spalding on the series Connecting the Dots. And Tamika's been sharing some stories about how God has spoken to her. And uh, we're talking about the topic of when to listen. And ultimately, if God's speaking to us, we should always listen. Is that right, Tamika? Yes, we should. <laughs> we should. It's a matter of recognizing God's voice, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, you shared a story about what happened in a traffic uh, situation where you felt God was saying stop, and uh, that potentially prevented somebody from being hurt uh, who was crossing the road. Have you got any other situations um, like that that you'd like to share? Yeah, well, only a couple of uh, nights after that, I went to a youth program and I was coming back home sort of close to midnight, might have even been after midnight, and uh, on my way home I was crossing the Devonport Bridge and the speed limit there is 80 kilometres an hour and, um, you know, there was no traffic on the road at all because it was, you know, a silly time of the morning to, to be driving home. And I just had this thought to slow down and, you know, back 
back then, a few years ago, I I probably, I was still growing my faith. I was still learning to hear God's voice. I mean, I still am now, but then I was more likely to probably follow, but also have a, a certain amount of doubt. And so I did slow down. And I remember thinking, it doesn't really matter if you slow down, no one else around, there's no one else around you. So no one else is going to see that you're slowing down. And I also remember thinking, you know, there's a speed uh, camera on this part of the road. Am I going to get booked for, for going too slow across the road? Or, you know, is someone going to think that I'm, you know, drunk or crazy? But I had a, another thought to slow down even more. And I thought, well, I'm already going pretty slow. And this happened, you know, all in a matter of moments. It wasn't a long extended um, thought process. So I slowed down and I slowed down and I basically had my foot on the brake the whole time slowing down um, uh, while I was going along the bridge. As I got along the bridge, um, what surprised me was just out of the corner of my eye, there was something that um, came into the road and stood in the middle of my, my lane. And I was going slow enough to slow down even further, swerve around and then, um, you know, keep going. And I actually had thought initially it was a kangaroo. And as I was, you know, continuing to drive, kind of making sense of it, I was thinking, no, it wouldn't be a kangaroo. They don't get that close to the highway in that area of the road. And, um, you know, it actually was a a man that was dressed in black um, who had... Yeah, ran himself in the middle of in the middle of my lane, mm. and so I had a prayer to God at that time because I thought I didn't know his story. Mm. I didn't know whether he was drunk. I didn't know whether he was high. I didn't know whether he was ill. I didn't know whether he was suicidal. I, I wasn't sure if he needed help. Like I didn't know what to do. So my prayer was, um, you know, what should I do? And I had this next thought to turn off. Um, take the exit, come back around, and you wouldn't, do, wouldn't need to do anything. And so that's what I did. I took the next exit, um, the East Devonport exit. I went uh, along, back over the, the highway on the overpass and then back. And actually, as I came back to where he was, there was an ambulance that was pulling in um, to, to pick him up. And what I loved about it is, had I been going at 80 kilometres an hour and he had done that, I wouldn't have had any ability to react. I would have hit him. Mm. And what I also love is that God cared about me in that situation. Mm. He cared about the man in that situation. Mm. And he also cared about how I felt about that situation because he allowed me to have that closure that this guy was okay. And the only thing that I needed to have done was to listen to God Mm. and to put my brakes on. It's like uh, we have a a guarding angel, isn't it? Now, sometimes we think of that as, as, you know, somebody to protect us. In in this instance, it was protecting you from harming somebody else (laughs) and uh, the same situation with the previous story as well Um, there was a a, an interesting thought that came to me just as you were sharing about this both both of those incidences uh, were to do with driving 
I'm just wondering if God is particularly close to you when you're driving, and maybe there's a good reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything about your driving, to Tamika, because I've never driven in a car with you, so I don't know how good you are at driving. But, but, <laughs> well, but, I could tell you I wasn't <clears throat> doing anything unlawful in those both those times. No, there you go. But God is but, with, God is with us, and He He does protect us, and that's um, the great stories. Uh, you've got a verse here. Um, let's read it. It says, "When the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come." And this is John sixteen verse thirteen. Tell me why you chose that verse. Yeah, well, I. I th- I have another story that um, I'll start to tell. Is um, it also involves um, uh, the road? But it wasn't me that was on the road this time. <laughs> it was my um, my husband. Um, I picked this verse because I think that when you have a close relationship with God, um, He is with you in all situations. You can talk to God continuously all the time, and you know it's, it's a way of life. And so He can talk uh, to you in every situation and he will tell you uh, when things are to come and you know we can trust that God is looking out for us and that he he will help out he will help us and that doesn't mean he will always prevent bad things from happening um, and so in this situation actually my husband was going out for a motorbike ride with my brother-in-law and on the morning I was already nervous about him going in the first place because uh, motorbikes are not my uh, my true love at all. <laughs> I'm a bit wary of them, but um, yeah, he was he was heading out. He was excited, and as he left and I waved goodbye, I had this thought: you need to go and make tea. Something will happen to him today. He will be in an accident, but he will be fine. And so, I I had enough doubt to think. No, Tamika, you're just nervous that he's going on a motorbike ride, and so of course you're going to make it seem like he's going to, you know, be in a, a motorbike accident. That's you know exactly the thought that you would have yourself. Mm. Um, but then it was foreign enough for me to think, uh, well, there's no harm in me going and making tea. Mm. So that's what now, I did. For, for those who come from different parts of uh, the country, tea means the evening meal. That's what you're yes, referring to. Yes, the it? evening meal. <laughs> we have, and, uh, and at this point, you know, this is early, early morning. Yeah. So I came inside, and um, at that time, I had two young children, and so they um, they were down for a nap, and I, yeah, I put on spaghetti bolognese and uh, and started to make tea. And I made tea immediately because I'd actually had plans for the rest of the day. And so I thought, if I don't do it right now, it won't get done. Um, and if anyone, you know, anyone knows me um, personally, they know I don't often make tea in advance. I don't like cooking um, and I don't do anything fancy. So, you know, if you come over to my house for tea, you'll know that I've probably just whipped it up just before you came. And uh, so this was out of character for me to mm. do. Um, yeah, so anyway, I at the day went on and I heard nothing. Um, back then we didn't we had mobile phones, but we rarely used them. They weren't smartphones. They were just, you know, your good old Nokia phone that only rang people. And, you know, he was um, 
you know, he was on his motorbike, so it was unlikely for him to answer anyway if I was going to ring and say, oh, don't have a motorbike accident today. Mm. So we didn't, you know, we didn't do um, any of that. And he, you know, I didn't hear from him all day. Um, and, yeah, I might save the rest of my story uh, for after the break. You're going to have to hang in there and listen. Yeah. This, is a, this is a suspenseful story. We want to find out what happens to Luke on his motorbike after the break. So uh, we did talk about our book offer today, Steps to Personal Revival, being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is by Hel- Helmut Halbiel. What did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit? Is there a spiritual cause to our problems? Is the cause a lack of the Holy Spirit? How can we grow to be happy and strong Christians? How can the Holy Spirit fill our lives today? Uh, In this inspiring book, Helmut Habiel answers some of these important questions and much more. In his in-depth exploration, he sheds light on the root of our problems and illustrates how they can be remedied with God's help. It shows how we can pray for the Holy Spirit so that we have the assurance that we have received him. Stay tuned, both for the end of the story and also for the code right after the break. This is Kaylee Reed with Come Unto Christ.
What a beautiful song. You're listening to Tazzy and Counters on Faith FM and today we're finishing our program with Tamika Spalding. We've been talking about when to listen and before the break we talked about our book offer today, Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit by Helmut Haubiel. Now to grab a copy of that book today, text in CONNECT31, CONNECT31, no spaces, text it into 0488880891. Now Tamika, before the break, you left us in suspense as to what happened with your husband Luke as he went off for this uh, motorbike ride with a a friend or a cousin or something, a relative? Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, that's right. Um, You've got to finish the end of this story. (laughs) Yes, it was starting to become sort of early evening at this point. I hadn't heard from him and, uh, you know, so it all seemed well. I even remember sort of thinking to my head uh, that thought that you had was um, to go and make tea um, because, you know, he would have a motorbike accident and that everything would be fine. Um, you know, you, you sort of cast doubts. You think yeah. it was probably my own thought. Mm. Anyway, he rings, and the first thing that he said to me was, I'm fine, in a very positive, chirpy voice, but I need you to come and pick me up from the hospital. Mm. And I, I thought... What are, you, what are you doing at the hospital? So, you know, I said, why are you at the hospital? And he said, well, I had a little accident. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything silly, but I came off my bike. I feel fine, but I've broken my shoulder. And so, you know, I did this calculation thinking, well, if he knows all of that, he's been at the hospital for a while. So I said to him, how long have you been at the hospital? And he said, oh, most of the day. I was about an hour dr- you know, we got to um, about an hour, uh, hour's drive into our ride. Um, he was coming around a corner. There was like autumn leaves that were um, in the gutter and they were quite slippery. And as he mm. came around the corner, he just went with the corner mm. with those leaves and um, fell onto his shoulder. And he said that um, he didn't want to tell me. And so he got his brother-in-law to ring his parents and... Um, he didn't think that he'd hurt himself at all. He actually got off his bike, picked up his, went to pick up his bike and um, struggled with that. Uh, but he really didn't think he'd done too much. And so he got his, um, his dad to come out, pick up the bike. Um, they took him to the hospital and the guy at the hospital said, oh, you haven't done any damage. I don't think we even need to do anything. And one of the other nurses said, well, we better just double check um, We'll, we'll do an x-ray just to rule it out um, because a lot of people break their collarbone uh, in sort of, um, you know, accidents like that. And they found he'd actually broken his shoulder. And so all this had happened. His mum and his dad had been with him and comforted him and did all those things. And now it was time for me to just simply come and pick him up and bring him home. And I remember thinking, I feel so angry And the reason I felt angry was because, what is he calling his parents for? I'm his wife. He's meant to call me first. He's meant, I'm meant to go and rescue him. Mm. And, you know, he, at that time, didn't want to upset me. So he left me out of the picture as long as possible. And when I got angry, God calmed me in that moment and said, you weren't left out. You knew before he even knew that he had an accident 
And the proof of that was the tea that I'd cooked. And what I found quite humbling, actually, was that Luke had said, I'm really sorry, can you just come and pick me up? I'm really hungry, can we just go home and have tea? And so when he came home, I'd already cooked the tea and we had tea. And I, you know, that changed my relationship with God that day. Uh, It changed my relationship for the better with my husband. We got to talk about some things and, and it improved his relationship towards me. And so, you know, it was less about eating spaghetti bolognese and more about just coming back to God. And... This verse that I have here from James 1 verse 19, it says, Know this, my beloved brother, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Mm. And I just really felt that that was my experience, that God was asking me, just listen to your husband, be slow at speaking back to him and hear what he's saying, and don't get too angry. Mm. You were completely prepared for this. And the accident could have been much worse. Mm. So, you know, I learned a lot from that. Um, in, our, in our two and a half minutes, um, I guess I just need to ask if you've got anything to share just about how we can learn better to hear God's voice. I think the first thing we need to know is that he will speak to us. And that we need to put ourselves in a position to be able to hear him. That we shouldn't put people on pedestals. We are all equally loved by God. God talks to all of us in many different ways. You know, we've talked about a few examples today. But God speaks to us in as many ways as there are people. Hmm. And, um, you know, take time to sit with God and to talk to him and to listen. um, And live your life in in a frame of mind where you're always open to hearing his voice. Um, I've got a few verses if you'd like to share yeah. the first one. There's a verse from First John 5.14 that says, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And uh, also in Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there's one more there, James 1 verse 22, But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Uh, deceiving yourselves so um, that's interesting that we are to hear (laughs) clearly we are to hear because by hearing often that prompts us to do as uh, James is actually telling us there yeah it reminds me of uh, the story and this is often um, used as a children's story in churches of Samuel the the little boy Samuel who was living um, in the uh, temple with Eli and uh, he heard a voice calling and he got up and he thought it was Eli but uh, three times he heard the voice and Eli said when you hear it next time uh, speak back and say speak Lord I'm listening or something to that effect so um, we know for sure out of scripture that God speaks to us and we can hear him not always audibly but through other means Mm -hmm. 
Any uh, concluding comments, or is that uh, all you've got to say? <laughs> I know we could talk forever, couldn't we? <laughs> yes, no, that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you for sharing. Look, I think we all need to listen more carefully for God's voice uh, to to be in our lives. And uh, next week um, we're going to talk about what is faith. And next time we have you back on, Tamika, it'll be go and see what you have, I believe. Um, you'll be talking with us in uh, a little, uh, maybe two weeks' time. Um, this last song as we go out is, oh, sorry, we've got a bit more time. I was thinking we were running out of time, but we're not. I will just remind us of remind you of our our book offer today, Steps to Personal Revival, Being Filled with the Holy Spirit, and this is by Helmut Halbiel. Great book to grab if you are really wanting to tune into God and the Holy Spirit. Do text us in, connect 31 on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and of course on Monday with Encounters with Jesus, we've got Mark Falconer back with us, and he'll be sharing another great topic on Monday. I'm not sure what the title's going to be just yet, but it will be another good one, I know. So do join us on Monday. So we just pray that God is with you today, that um, you. Feel his presence description marvelous for words too wonderful for comprehension like nothing ever seen or heard and who can grasp your infinite wisdom And who can fathom The depths of your love You are beautiful beyond description Majesty enthroned above And I stand, I stand in awe I stand in awe of you. You are beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. Too wonderful for comprehension. Like nothing ever seen or heard And who can grasp your infinite wisdom Who can fathom the depths of your love You are beautiful beyond description Majesty enthroned
I stand in awe 